We are uh, moving this morning uh, in our series, uh, In the Beginning. Um, we, we're, we're probably going to bring it to a bring it to a close for now. Uh, we, we not, maybe not move through the entire book in this one setting, but we, we're going to probably bring it to a close. Um, and we're going to do it in chapter five. In chapter five, um, we, we've been we've been taking time to to uh, really peer into and look into God's intention, what God originated, what he created, what he set in place, what he meant to be. Um, and, and we're also uh, 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 rejoicing in the, the, what, what he's already set in motion. Amen? Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading. Uh, I said Genesis chapter 5. We're going to be in chapter 5 today, but uh, I thank God for our brother, uh, uh, Greg Sales, last week who, who shared with us from chapter 4. I'm going to just start, um, uh, do a running start here from chapter 4, verse 25, so we could just get a, a fuller context of what's happening. Um, we can get the full flavor of the text. <laughs> uh, Genesis. Genesis chapter 4. I'm going to begin reading at verse 25. Uh, If you could turn there with me. Genesis chapter 4. I'll begin reading at verse 25. The word of God says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. Uh, To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. This is the book, chapter 5, verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam, when God created man He made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them. And he blessed them and named them man or mankind when when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Adam that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years. And he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he fathered Canaan. Uh, Enosh lived after he fathered Canaan 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years. And he died. Let's pray. Father, uh, we thank you, Lord, for the opening of your word. The opening of your word brings light. We pray, Lord, now that you would illumine us. 
Lord, um, as we come to uh, parts and uh, pieces of your word, Lord, that seem uh, maybe uh, insignificant to some, Lord, let us uh, rejoice in the fact that nothing, Lord, you have given us is insignificant. Open our eyes to help us uh, see and allow us to mine uh, the deep riches of your word. Uh, let it be um, the joy and rejoicing of our hearts, Lord. Uh, we thank you. We pray you would be present, Lord, and we pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit, God, would be among us, would abide with us, would give us good understanding. I ask, Lord, for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And he died. Uh, there was a super jumbo, extra large Bible that sat on the table at my grandmother's house when I was younger. I mean, now besides the, 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 I used to love this Bible, besides the, the Holy Scripture, inside the front cover, there were pages filled with several lines, inside the, right inside the cover. On, on each line, there were names and dates written. And I always enjoy flipping uh, through, the, through the pages of, of names. There were some I recognized and others I didn't. Uh, looking at the collection there of, of, of names of, in, in, in marriages and in births and, and deaths, I never really considered that I was seeing, uh, actually holding parts of my own family tree. Anybody ever had a Bible like that in the home? I, I don't think they do that anymore, but the Bibles, they used to keep these records. Uh, um, I, 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 I was seeing my own family tree, and now, now that, that, that Bible has is, um, since been lost after the passing of my grandmother, I don't, I, and, I, and I wish I could just look through it again, sit and just hold it and, 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 and remember and try to... Uh, learn more about all those generations that came before me, um, that I could maybe store them in my mind and my heart. I wish I could find that Bible again, the genealogy, the generations, the family tree. Uh, but not only did, did we have that Bible with those generations and family tree in it, um, the Bible is full of genealogies. Uh, uh, when it comes to the genealogies in the scripture, we might, we might have a tendency to skim or to skip them, taking them lightly. Uh, these long lists of, of names, usually hard to pronounce and full of people uh, who we never heard of or don't know that well, uh, we probably skim it till we hit a name we know. Uh, I, I, maybe I did that. Y'all read through it meticulously, I know. 
I wouldn't blame you. I would not blame you. Um, but that, that's what we uh, may tend to do when we get to the genealogies in the Bible. But I can confidently say, I want to encourage you and, and, and confidently say that, um, uh, that, that not only are we all a part of the family tree found in this genealogy in Genesis chapter 5, that we can witness God operating through it if we look closely. If we look closely, we will witness God operating through this genealogy found in Genesis 5. So stay woke. Stay, stay up. <laughs> Goodness. It's, 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 that's biblical. It's, this, it is, it's full of life, death, and hope. That's the, that's the title of the message today, Life, Death, and Hope. Life, Death, and Hope. And, and, he, and here's a thought in case you get caught somewhere in the, in the list of names and numbers. You get caught up. Hold this thought. Only a life lived with God by faith can overshadow the certainty of death. Only a life lived with God by faith can overshadow the certainty of death. Hold, hold, that, hold that thought. Um, God lays out the, this inescapable cycle of life and death, but he adds to it a way to see hope. Um, we witnessed last week, just as a reminder, we witnessed in chapter 4 the first murder in humanity. Uh, last week. It was brother against brother. Uh, in, in spite of God's warning, Cain allowed sin to dominate his heart and fully have its, its way with him, ending in the murder of his own brother. It, it's much like the way sin is still fully having its way with many folks in the world today. Uh, when we watch and we see what's going on in the world, uh, uh, we, we, we put a lot of names on it. We, we, we give it a lot of, uh, try, to, try to do a lot of uh, understanding and figuring out what, what's going on. I, I'll say it right now that sin is having its way with many in the world today. And there, there in Genesis, the enemy probably thought he had the victory with the death of Abel. That he had put a, a halt to the promise of the seed uh, that was going to come that, uh, that, that would war against and defeat him. He probably thought he did it, but God assigns another son for Adam and Eve to carry on the hope that Abel represented. We see this uh, purpose taking shape as, as Seth's line, uh, the scripture says, begins to call on the name of the Lord. The enemy probably didn't count on there being born some that were going to start calling on the name of the Lord. Then there is trouble when they start calling on the name of the Lord for the enemy. Um, right away, um, before we even get too far, this gives us something to think about. 
uh, I, I'm going to catch you before you nod off. The questions, the question, the question, the question is, what kind, there was a legacy of calling on the name of the Lord in this family, starting uh, in, in, with, with Adam, Seth, and Enosh. What kind of legacy are you a part of or per, uh, uh, perpetuating? Uh, what, 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 what kind of, if it's a godly one, how are you going to make sure that it continues? What are you going to do? If, if it hasn't been a godly one, today is your day. Uh, uh, this is your call to begin. <laughs> Let it be written by your name that they begin to call on the name of the Lord. In the generation of Tiana, in the generation of Curtis, in the generation, in your generation. Look, um, there, there's a lot of talk, um, and I just want to get this out, and then I'm going to move along. I, there's a lot of talk about generational curses. I'm going to make it plain. I don't believe in them. Now, I, I, I believe there is generational neglect. Uh, people not calling on the name of the Lord and not teaching their children to call on him. I believe that's what we, we see happening in the world. Uh, are, are we uh, applying the principle uh, of Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart? Are we applying this to our households? Even if we don't have children, do we, we participate with the children that we have access to? Uh, are, are, we, are, we, are we doing uh, our, our nieces, our, our nephews, our grandchildren, uh, children in the community, uh, children around the church? Are we participating in this legacy of faith? Beyond, uh, these, these are just questions to hold on to. A ask yourself, um, Beyond tracing the, the multiplication of people on earth, this genealogy, God is interested not only in the physical legacy, but in the theological legacy. Those who call on him. God has an interest, special interest in those who call on him. So he points his people back to the beginning again, those hearing this word. He says, this is the book of the generations of Adam. Look back. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when they were created. Uh, the, word, the word here reiterates God's intentions from Genesis chapter 1, showing that his design hasn't changed. It hasn't switched up. Although creation has been stained and marred by sin, God's plan of covering the earth with his likeness and dominion through his male and female image bearers remains in motion. It still continues. By starting here, by, by starting here in the beginning, uh, God ties a thread between the generations about to be listed 
and the original likeness and blessings of the first people he created. It, it lets us know that they still have it. It's, it's, like it's still traveling. These generations are a continuation of that beginning. Uh, who, who's in this? Who's a part of this? Here he goes. He, he says, when Adam, verse 3, uh, lived, had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Adam that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh, one 807 years, and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he he died. Uh, you're going to start to notice a cadence in the roll call of these uh, forefathers. Um, we, we, we see here procreation taking place. Uh, and, and although Adam's offspring carried the image of God, the scripture implies that they also resembled Adam. They looked a little like their daddy. Uh, and their mama. Uh, and, and that comes with its own challenges. Um, as, as this record begins, we notice there's a repeated pattern used to describe the generations. Uh, the writer said, let me put it this way. He said, he, gave, he gives you the ancestor's name, their age at the time of their firstborn son, the name of the son, the years they live after the birth, having other sons and daughters, and lastly, their age at death. If I had a chart, I would, I would put a chart up so you could see this, just a list of these 10 names and, and, and how uh, they lived and, and the age they were when they had their first... <laughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> the age of their firstborn and... I just want you to see, I just want you to see uh, um, what, what's happening. The, the, one, the one thing is I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get my, my color coding correct because at the end, I, I would have marked red for, and they died. I, I sum it up like this. The writer used that pattern. I sum it up. He gives years living, days multiplying, and the age of their dying. Years living, days multiplying, the age of their dying. So, so what's, what's going on in this? What, what, are, we, what are we seeing in, in, this, uh, uh, in this genealogy? In, in patriarch, y'all don't mind if I teach this a little bit, do you? In, in, in patriarchal societies, families were usually traced through the lineage of the sons. Um, and this list seems to focus specifically on the role of the firstborn son. Uh, allowing them to be uh, the, the representative for each generation. Um, they, their siblings get, they, the siblings get acknowledged, but the given names here in the list are each an important link in the chain and the story of redemption that God is unfolding. So God says, I, I'm, I'm just going to give you some of the links 
There may be spaces in between, but I'm going to give you some of the links uh, so you can see uh, 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 what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm up to. Um, something that jumps out right away, it's like the elephant in the room, is the, is the great ages. I was going to say the big ages of these patriarchs. Uh, there, there are a lot of uh, thoughts about these long lives and, you know, scholars, they study and they wrestle and uh, 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 they, they give their, their, their opinions and their thoughts. Um, um, the, these people before the flood, some, some believe that the ages were only symbolic. And my numbers people like to do that. They calculate how many times they can get seven into to 930, you know, they, they, like to, they like to do that. But then, there, then there's others. Uh, uh, there's others who, who, who like to, who, who, who say that the, that the conditions of the world, these are my, my scientific folks, um, that the conditions of the world before the flood just allowed for extra long lives. Folks was, they were vegetarians. <laughs> uh, the atmosphere, they, 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 they try to explain it that way, um, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate, uh, but one thing I will say is that the Bible, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't plainly give us a reason for their extended lives, but it does plainly record them, these patriarchs, as a part of the history of mankind. This God is wanting us to see something here. Um, these people really lived, and they were around for a long time. I have, I have no problem with how long they lived. Um, I hope I can get there someday. Um, looking, looking at the rest of the scripture, you know, but scripture helps you a little bit, helps you interpret. I, I, will, I will offer this, that long life in scripture usually points to the favor or blessing of God. You, you'll find it if you look in the notes under this video in 1 Chronicles 29 or Psalm 91 and other places in the scripture, that long life that God promised to bless some, it's a blessing, the long life. Uh, uh, so, so I'll add that to these, to these years uh, that we're seeing something from God. And, and I'll also offer that in, in chapter 4 with Cain's line, you don't see any long years listed. He doesn't list their, their long years. I think God was like, uh, with Cain. Uh, but anyway, he, he showed him grace and mercy. <sighs> There's a picture of God's faithfulness and grace in the extended lives and fruitfulness of Adam's generations. Uh, but, but, but there's also a constant reminder of the results of sin. There's a constant reminder, regardless of the length of life, again and again, we hear the final word in the story, he died. He died. He died. He died. So, uh, some have, have gone so far as to call Genesis 5 the obituary chapter. Because he died is there so many times. You... Uh, uh, you um, Adam, he died. Seth, he, fruit, he, children, years, died. Enosh, he died. Kenan, he, years, died. Mahalalel, he died. Jared, and he died. 
humanity is, is multiplying as God blessed it to. He said, be fruitful and multiply. His word went out. And somebody heard that God's word doesn't return to him void. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but when he sends it, it does what he assigns it to do. But uh, so, so they're multiplying like he blessed them to, but, but mankind is also experiencing the death that God said they would. He said, he said surely as you do the thing I told you not to do, you're going to die the day when you do it. Death is coming in. Death is coming. I'm convinced that uh, looking at all these years and, and the life and the death and these cycles, I'm convinced that Moses had this in front of his mind when he wrote Psalm 90 asking the Lord, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Moses said, we just ain't going to be here always. Lord, teach us how to deal with the days that you give us. So other than documenting the progress of the human family, this genealogy should serve to, it should serve to inspire a, a hatred of sin. Uh, the, the same way, I, I'm, I, I, was inspired, I, had a, I was inspired to hate sin when I, when I sat in the, the, the Fox Chase Cancer Center. I, I was inspired to despise sin by the the sickness and the death that was happening. And so, so looking at this genealogy, hearing this, this rhythm of death, this death, this death, it, it, it should inspire those listening to, to hate sin and remember what sin caused. But it should also inspire a love for God and his faithfulness. Because the line continues. God is still showing grace and faithfulness. It should inspire that. It should, it should cause them to turn away from disobeying God's word that leads to death and, and want them to turn to his word that leads to life and demonstrates his goodness and faithfulness, his grace. We can take those down. I'm not going to spend time on each name in the chapter. And it's not because they're, they're unimportant because remember, without them, there would be no us. We're going to see that, but but because the writer, when he, when the writer made a point of causing two of these descendants to stand out by treating them differently in the text, so two two stand out in the text just when it seems like the cycle of living, multiplying, and dying might repeat itself over and over, forever and forever. Out of nowhere, the Lord injects this holy pause. Jared fathers Enoch. Verse 21, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Next should be him having other sons and daughters and how long he lived. But it says Enoch, 22, walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. What words should come next? And he, verse 24 said, Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. 
what? What is going on? Enoch's record starts out, it starts off like all the other uh, listing his age and when, when he fathered his firstborn. But instead of just telling us how many years Enoch had after he fathered Methuselah, the scripture tells us how he lived those years after he followed Methuselah. That's the, don't miss that. Enoch walked with God. We, we, heard that, we heard that this, this line of Adam here through Seth began calling on the name of the Lord, but it seems uh, as though that in his generation, Enoch was after even more. Uh, uh, they, they were calling on the name, but, but Enoch seemed to be today. Had he heard about how his four parents enjoyed the presence of God walking in the garden? Were there there whispers in his family line about the days in the garden with God? The songwriter said, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. Enoch was a, was, 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 for Enoch was relationship with God more appealing to him than whatever the broken world had to offer. What? I'm just asking questions. I'll ask Enoch when I get to heaven. But maybe we should ask ourselves about Enoch's walk. That relationship with God more. Uh, twice in these verses, it's repeated. Again, Enoch walked with God. What, what kind of walk was this? What kind of walk was this that Enoch had with God? I, 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 I just give you three, three, three points about this walk. It was a walk of fellowship. It was a walk of faith. And it was a walk of finishing. A walk of fellowship, a walk of faith, and a walk of finishing. Fellowship. I, I, what kind of walk? When I, was, when I was younger, I had a friend who was uh, so close. He was so close that no one ever expected to see one of us without seeing the other. I mean, I, I'd walk into a room and people would look over my shoulder to see where my friend was. They knew that he was coming. Uh, it, it was to the degree that we'd often show up at school and, and, and other places wearing the same colors without planning it or, or be heard saying the same things at the same time. We, we enjoyed each other's company, uh, knew the ins and outs of each other's lives, and basically did everything together. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Look, uh, we, it could be said of me and my friend that we walked together and had fellowship. We had fellowship. The walk that Enoch had with God implied an ongoing fellowship and intimacy. This, that even the word is the same word used describing, used to describe God's presence in the Garden of Eden. There, his walk 
was one of fellowship. The closeness, like the songwriter sang about. But his walk was also one of, one of faith. It was, a, it was a faith walk. How do we know that? Uh, uh, the writer of Hebrews helps us out. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter, you heard it read earlier. Hebrews 11th chapter, verse 5, it says, By faith, Enoch, talking about all of these faithful Old Testament folks. They, it's by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And everybody knows without faith, it's impossible to help me. Please, thank you. It's impossible to please God. Look at this. Enoch's faith. Don't miss this. Enoch's faith led him to pursue God in such a way that it became the defining characteristic of his life. What do, you, what do you do so much that people would describe your life by it? It, that, it was the thing. We'll come back to that. He, he believed that God was the source of all that he could require in this life, so he constantly drew near to him. He just kept coming near to him. It, 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 so, so, so not only was this a, this is a walk of fellowship, a walk of faith, it's also one of finishing. Finishing. Uh, anybody know that uh, humans have a tendency to start off well? But I don't always finish well. Finishing. A, a little girl, uh, I'm reminded of the story, a little girl who, who uh, gave this exquisite explanation of walking with God. When she went home from Sunday school and her mother said, uh, tell me what you learned at school. And she said, uh, don't you know, mother, one day they went for an extra long walk. And they walked on and on until God said to Enoch, you are a long way from home. You had better just come in and stay. And he went. He went. <laughs> oh, it, it is a picture of, of, of finishing well. Uh, it, Enoch's faith walked so pleased God that he finally just decided to take and keep Enoch in his presence completely. I don't know if anybody wants that testimony. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> look, look, this, this whole chapter just got busted up. Look, death had so far been having a 100% success rate. No matter how long it took, even if you were 969 years, it caught up with everybody. Uh, but not with Enoch. <laughs> not with Enoch. Uh, 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 to, to that point, mankind lived up to that point just facing the certainty of death. But Enoch gives a glimpse. He, he shows us that there is... Another option, uh, 
Yours may not be like mine, but there is it's just a glimpse that there is another option, a more hopeful option, an option that, 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 that centers on in being in God's presence by faith. In God's presence by faith. Before he uh, finished life with God, Enoch fathered Methuselah, who lived longer than any other human in the biblical record. Uh, I like to think that his daddy's faith walk has something to do with his long life. He probably listened to his daddy when he told him, son, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. He probably listened to him, uh, but, but, but. Uh, so, so Enoch fathered Methuselah in, in 969 years. And Methuselah fathered Lamech, who then fathered the last ancestor that we're going to focus on today. And then we got to get to a baptism. When <clears throat> Verse 28 says, when Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son. Oh, goodness. And he called, and called his name Noah, saying... Out of the ground, the Lord has cursed. This one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Noah. Lastly here, the chapter closes drawing our attention to Noah. Uh, it singles Noah out with, with an explanation for his name and instead of giving his firstborn and the date of his death, in verse 32, it lists the names of three sons for Noah. It, it, it points Noah out. It picks him out. In naming Noah, Lamech expressed the hope of mankind to be free from the conditions that they find themselves in. I, Lamech Lamech was probably, he was probably over it. <laughs> he was probably, uh, we wake up, we toil in the ground, we have kids, and we, then we die. <laughs> we wake up, we in the ground. Lamech was probably like, uh, I'm naming this one Noah. He, he, he's going to get us out of this uh, uh, he, he wanted to be free. The, uh, they, the, the, the people of that generation, they desired a rest and comfort from the labor that life had become. Uh, uh, life ever become labor to you? Ever become tedious and monotonous? And he, he, they wanted, they wanted um, but Lamech could not have known. Uh, but, but God was also getting tired. <laughs> Remember, Cain's folks was out there running wild. You, you, uh, Lamech and them were looking at the 6 o'clock news and like, look at Cain's kids over here, tearing everything up, uh, not calling on the Lord. Look, but, but, but he couldn't have known that, that, that God was going to soon grow tired of, of everything that was taking place in the world. But, but he named this kid Noah anyway. Um, uh, there was a judgment about to come on the world. 
that, that would bring death in such a sudden and widespread way that humanity wouldn't believe or be able to withstand it. He named him Noah. But before God sends the judgment, he sends Noah. Uh, God always sends a, a, a witness, a messenger, before he sends the judgment. Uh, let's, let's go on. Did, did, did Lamech have any idea just who God had placed in his arms? Uh, the, the child that God had placed in Lamech, could he have had any idea uh, who Noah would be? Uh, uh, Noah, let's, let's we idealize them. Noah wouldn't be perfect, but he would also walk with God and, and then be marked as righteous by faith. Noah, Noah. He would, he would stand out in his generation and be chosen by God to preserve the promise of all of life and creation. This Noah, it wasn't the rest that Lamech probably was looking for, but Noah was going was gonna to help. Noah represented hope in the face of a cursed land and a coming judgment. And we need hope, don't we? Well, we, we, need, we need some, some Noah. We need some hope. He, he, he would stand literally as captain of recreation. Noah. Um, people hearing this now, uh, they're hearing this genealogy and this, this, this uh, story, this narrative. The people, they were now on the other side of the flood. And, and they, they would still be hoping to experience the comfort, rest, and salvation uh, that Noah came to represent. Uh, but, but, but generations later, as people were still hoping, uh, Noah's name, uh, allow me to step down the chain a little bit, Noah's name would be mentioned along with others in another genealogy. Uh, Lamech named his son Noah. But his name would be there in another genealogy there in Luke chapter 3. Uh, there you find a family tree that travels all the way down from Adam to the one who would not only bring rest, but who would bring the redemption and restoration of all that Adam had lost in the fall of mankind. Uh, uh, um, the, 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 the one uh, at the end of this chain of generations uh, uh, would break the cycle of just living and dying and living and dying. Uh, he would show up and be giving living hope to the world. Yes, his name is Jesus. And yes, I am talking about Jesus again. Uh, I, I won't apologize or shrink back from over and over and over proclaiming this hope that we've been given in Jesus Christ. The world needs to know not only what happened back then and, and what's to come, but also who has come and what he's done. The world is still looking for this same hope and rest and comfort. The Bible says that he was God's perfect revelation, and he is our only source of mediation and salvation. 
So we got to talk about Jesus. If anybody out there is relying on anything or anyone else in this life, they might live and maybe multiply, but they are going to surely die. But, but because he is the resurrection and the life, Jesus could stay uh, to, to, to a grieving woman in the book of John that whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Only Jesus can. In other words, what are we saying here? In other words, if Jesus makes your name part of his spiritual genealogy, you may pass through the valley of the shadow of death, but you will dwell in the house, in the very presence of the Lord forever. Because of him now we can draw near and have fellowship and walk with God by faith. We got hope because of him beyond just living and multiplying and dying because of him. Is there anybody here I close. Is there anybody here who's, who's willing to walk together by faith and pursue God in such a way that it becomes the defining characteristic of your life? Is there anybody here that's willing to walk like that? Don't fool me. Uh, are you willing to walk in a way by faith together with his people that it becomes the defining, pursuing him becomes the defining characteristic of your life? Jesus calls you to come. He wants you to be a part of his spiritual chain, his tree, that we would have life and hope. Lastly, I'll close close here, lest I lose it all. I'll close here. Uh, Will you be intentional about planting this faith in our generation and the lives of the generations to come. Will you be intentional about it? God is looking for folks who will be intentional about transforming their generation into a generation that calls on the name of the 